Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to a very merry dumb women Christmas. The only Christmas themed podcast episode in town that is entirely free from hot takes about the song Baby It's Cold Outside. I'm your host reindeer Hannah Varrell. And when other reindeer don't let me in their reindeer games, I report them to HR before outing them online. Joining me is being forced to meet three ghosts on Christmas Eve, Alexandra Haddo. Yes, the ghost of Christmas past is running into your first shag in your hometown Weatherspoons, Hannah. And Emma Thompson at the end of Love Actually, Carolina Donahue. Thanks, Hannah. My job is to listen to Joni Mitchell and remind everyone to cry alone in their bedrooms. Well, now I'm terribly upset. Today will be very much like your uncle after a few sherries, in that you can sort of follow what he's saying, but there's no real structure to it. On with the merry show! Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas! God, that was such a sad scene. Oh, I, 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 I'm honestly, I'm depressed thinking about oh. it. But luckily, I brought Christmas crackers. <gasps> Yay! Yay! We've got like crackers, we've got jingle bells, Woo! and I just dropped it on the floor. <laughs> And I'm feeling super fucking psyched about this Christmas episode. And you have chocolate coins. And I've got chocolate coins that I've been eating all okay. evening. Okay, so me and Hannah are doing one. Ready? Okay. Ready? Ready? Ah! Oh! Ah! Oh, I won. What did I win? Oh my god. I love it. It's like the smell of gun smoke is in the air. Yes. yes. With every pull of the cracker, it's Alan a... Rickman looks the other way. <laughs> it's a Christmas jigsaw. Oh, of what? <laughs> oh, and it's oh. already made. <laughs> it's a pre-made Christmas jigsaw of Santa Claus. They obviously have no faith in people's sobriety on Christmas Day to be able to put together a jigsaw. <laughs> Just be, like, be proud of yourself. You've done well this yeah. year. Yeah, look, you pulled out a pre-made jigsaw. Oh, people puzzle. will be like, oh my God, it's a ripped photograph. <laughs> um, I've got a purple hat, which I'm putting over my headphones. And best bit, the joke. Oh, the joke. Maybe I can learn a few things. <laughs> okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mary. Mary who? Mary Christmas. So, Alex, uh, moving on to our first segment of the day, you're covered in exotic and ancient oil. Did you come here via Lush again? I did, Caroline. Thank you very much. I like to lube myself up and get into busy bars. It gets me through served quicker. Um, It's it's the time of year when we all need a strategy to get served. Yes, exactly. Yes, I, I am covering myrrh. For our Christmas episode, because I've gone through 29 years of being on this planet, 29 and a half, just every year hearing about myrrh and having no clue. Is it gas? Is it solid? Gold. Frankincense is some kind of even that. I don't really know, but the real mystery I feel was myrrh. Mm. Yeah, 
Because Frank, Frank, I think everyone thought it was Frankenstein at first, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like him sat there being like, the bolt in his neck being like, it was his baby. Maybe Frankenstein brought Murr. He's like, Moo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe the wise man was just like, it's by Mary Shelley. It's very good. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the, the seminal language. feminist terms. <laughs> the correct term is Frankincense's monster. <laughs> um, what, what do you know about Murr? What is it? Um, Literally that, nothing. Actually, I think um, I brought up Mer uh, for my massages episode because it is a massage oil, <gasps> essentially, isn't it? It can be. Oh, we truly learned nothing on this podcast. No. Neither <laughs> of us remembered that. King Goldfish. Um, yeah, Mer is actually not an ancient thing. I mean, it was an ancient thing, but... One of the main things I found out is that you can buy a frankincense and myrrh room spray from Marks and Spencer's today. Oh, only today? No, not only today. <laughs> In the year of our Lord 2017. So ah. it's, it's you know, I just thought of it, it kind of... It wasn't a thing anymore. It was maybe like in the what the ancients used to um, massage themselves. What it is, is it's sap from a tree. Oh! And it happens... It's kind of like a little... The tears of the tree. Every time you hack into a tree, it produces a certain type of tree. It produces myrrh, which is a type of sap. Um, and that's why uh, in the ancient times... Oh, by the way, Egypt have a, had a big hand in it. Oh, I'm sure they did, yeah. Bloody did. Um, they used to hack into the trees all the time unnecessarily because it would always produce the sap. And that's how they got myrrh. Um, so what's the difference between myrrh and, like, myrrhple syrup? <laughs> Well, Hannah, uh, you cannot pour myrrh on your pancakes. Aha. Uh-huh. That's the difference. Um, That's what they said. Yes, it's... <laughs> Hannah's having a very uh, fragrant pancake over there. <laughs> My stools would be delicious. <laughs> and slick as not as pocket. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> they just glide right out of you, wouldn't they, all oiled up? <laughs> Should we have another cracker? Yes! Will it be a pre a, a pre made jigsaw? If this I is a pre made jigsaw, I feel sorry for Alex. Yeah. Oh, oh, she's still won. Oh. Hannah's won the cracker. Sorry, what <sighs> have I got? Oh, I've got some bits of cardboard. All the wrist off strength. The I've got a jigsaw puzzle. That's no. Are you <laughs> if the joke is the same, Poundland really need to reconsider this range. What do you get if you cross Father Christmas with a detective? <gasps> Um, a a jolly good murder. Santa Claus. Ah, oh, I mean that's better than that's Merry not Christmas. Bad. Also, I've got a green hat, so right, oh, that's okay. going on straight away. Santa Claus sounds like something that, like, in a couple of years, like Vernon Kay will be in like the BBC Tea Time Saturday Night Drama. Oh, that'd be a good angle for him at Christmas. Vernon Kay is Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, so basically myrrh is sap or resin from a th- small thorny tree species called Comophora. Um, and it's been used throughout history as a perfume, an incense and a medicine. And you can mix it with wine, should you so wish, and ingest yeah. it. What? So you can you can just drink it? Yeah. Well, I don't think you can drink it on your own. I think it's very, like, potent. But you could put, like, a little a little bit in your wine. As but it's not of... poisonous or anything, then? No. As a sort of merbellini. I suppose you can't you give poison to baby Jesus. No. Why no. do they give it to baby Jesus? I think it's almost like an ointment, like a little baby. Like Johnson's baby oil. Oh. Cute. You, you really know which of the three wise men was gay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gold. You've got oh, to moisturise. Yeah, you've got to moisturise, babes. 
<laughs> well, actually, you say gold, but throughout history at times, myrrh has been more valuable than gold. Oh. oh. I know, right? Um, and its value comes from use in traditional medicine. So because it's got so many healing qualities, you know, gold's just the bling. Oh. But, is it a bit like Tiger Balm or something? Yeah, I think it pretty much is. Yeah, it's kind of because I, I looked at a whole list of stuff that it can be used for today. And I mean, there was 20 just on that list alone. So it's kind of, it's what, sort of like an all-purpose, lovely, natural balm. Oh. I might get some. I might bring us some myrrh next time. You're not going to bring us myrrh, though, are you? No, it's too much. I might buy that spray from Marks and Sparks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like people feel about myrrh the way Australians feel about pawpaw ointment. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Here's everything. Just put everything. Yeah, fine. Oh, I've got a terminal. Ah, put some pawpaw on it. You'll be fine. Um, and it's still used today. So, like I say, you can buy it from M&S. But it's also used in a lot of toothpaste and mouthwashes. Ah. Yeah, and antiseptic sort of things. It's the, Guys, it's the all-purpose balm that we need. Yeah, How let's crazy. re-embrace myrrh into society. So the word corresponds with a Semitic root, myrrh, meaning bitter, as in aromatic. <gasps> and in French, it's amer, it's <gasps> bitter. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, it's all linked. So... There's lots of stuff that it can do. It fights fungal infection. It can help you get rid of a cough. It's really good for the nervous system. It improves your digestion, um, speeds up healing, it pre- prevents infections. Essentially, I think it was the VIX of yesteryear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, why wouldn't you bring around some VIX for the new king? Yeah, proper handy. I bet that was the king that was like actually like asking Mary how she was do you know what I mean yeah you always think about Mary how she must have felt exactly all these strange men in her house and she's just given birth and she's in a fucking stable everything smells of shite and her vagina's fallen out probably exactly and she didn't even get to do the fun part no it's been really scary for her poor lad and then there's these men shepherds and kings and shit who are just in her house asking for a tea and a place to sit down not even her bloody house yeah now she's a fucking barn she had a barn. And I bet the guy who brought the myrrh was like, put a hand on her shoulder. I was like, how are you, love? Oh, <laughs> how are you Was it okay? I'll get the tea. He yeah. wants the gory details. Yeah. yeah. Nobody just wants to know that she's eight. Like. Yeah. Agreed. So I thought, as a modern day three wise women, well, three oh, wise yeah. men, three dumb women, if the second coming happened... Next oh, week. and it was a baby again because people always talk about staying coming as though it's going to be like a yeah, man comes a man. again. But yeah, it, it'll it be a baby. baby? Maybe so, well, who knows? It might be. If it was Ooh. a baby, what practical yet thoughtful loving gift would you gift to the mother and baby? I would kind of twist it. I'd bring them those um, nappies that you wash in the washing machine. Because <gasps> oh, I'd be like, oh, yeah. I'm so thoughtful, but also I'm really worthy. And yeah. also you're not contributing to the enormous pile of litter. Yeah. Um, Only to your own labour of having to wash these nappies over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I had a baby, I'd be like, oh my God, I was an absolute dick giving them these. <laughs> so, that's what I'd do. I think I'd probably fall into a similar trap, but what I'd probably do is I'd bring like um, those really unfun wooden toys that children don't even like. Oh, like a classic train set. Yes. Um, oh. Or something just like, you know, oh, a wooden duck that was carved by a German elderly yeah. man. And I'd be like, oh, this is actually really good for their development. You don't want those flashing lights. You don't. <laughs> you don't want that, you know, negative body image and body yeah. image. No, you want the wooden block. Yeah, and <laughs> Thanks. I guess you paid 45 quid for this wooden block. <laughs> what would you bring, Alex? I think I'd be the very considerate gay king 
um, and bring the equivalent of Mer, I would uh, pay for her to have a subscription to like Netflix and Amazon Prime and everything because oh. she's going to be bored as shit. Oh, Amazon nice. Prime is actually a really good one for new mothers yeah. because like they need things, they need them now. Yeah, and also you can watch good stuff while you're like sat alone all day breastfeeding yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Watch Transparent. Once uh, they've realised that mine are really shit. Yeah. yeah. Are the wise men the same as the three kings? There's yes. three wise men and there's three. Great. And we're all sat here in paper crowns. <gasps> oh. The three unwise women. I can really see that making it into the carols. A modern birth. <laughs> It's the end of term, there's only the pastry casing of a Tesco mince pie left to eat, and a bounty. And the teacher has put Babe 2, Pig in the City on. And as this is our Christmas episode, we're going to check out early this week, and heartily suggest that you order your Women Who Code mixer online at the last minute, only to have it delivered to your old office. Uh, So then you have to walk there and have an awkward conversation with your old office manager, thereby actually erasing the convenience element of the whole trip. Ah, that's Christmas. <laughs> Merry Women Who Code Mixer to all the women who code. Or who wants to design their own MySpace header image. Thanks for all your support this year. We've actually learned a surprising amount about coding, even though that was exactly what we set out not to do. <laughs> we'll see you all in the new year, along with the £5 coding voucher you got in the Office Secret Centre. Caroline, you look delicious this week, despite containing mainly raisins. What's happened? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for noticing, Hannah. Um, I've been enjoying a lot of Christmas snacks this December. It's been, at time of recording, six days of December, and I've had 600 mince pies. Mm, You look very buttery. I've been really enjoying mince pies. Puddings, various kinds of like Cadbury's small Yule log. Oh, Yule Those yeah. sort of discs of chocolate right at, the, at the till. Oh, God. There, yeah. oh, there's so many good stuff around. Yeah. Um, but so much of it is very weird. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like we, around Christmas, we eat the kinds of snacks that are either they're very like stuff that we always eat, but they're called something weird, mm. or they're nothing like what we always eat and, and called something that they're not. So, like mince pies, no, no, mince. no mince in there. Um, Yule log. What the fuck is a yule? Yeah, chocolate. Can't burn it, <laughs> Can't burn it on the fire. Ridiculous. Yeah, silly. Um, mulled wine. Hot wine. Oh, no, I like that. No, I love I love all these things that I'm talking about, but they don't make any sense. Ah. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what doesn't make any sense. Mulled cider. Ugh. It's mank. It's mank, yeah. Um, so I thought I'd take us through a sort of a kaleidoscope, a delicious kaleidoscope of all the festive snacks that we get to eat this time of year and asking why the fuck do we eat them? What are they? Where did they come from? Uh, so starting off with the classic mince pie. Do we all love mince pies? Yes. Well, I was saying the other day, I, I do like them and I do eat them, but I don't love them as much as I profess to. I just get caught up in the in the festivities. Yeah, it's just nice, isn't it? It's yeah. a bit like the Starbucks um, red cup drinks. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm nice. not remotely interested in the red cup. It's not caught me. I don't know what it is. Neither am I, but I just got caught up then. <gasps> I just don't want to be a Grinch. I know. I want to drink all of the like festive hot chocolates and festive coffees. Oh, I'm drinking a lot of chai lattes, which I think is... That's a bit Christmassy, because yeah. there's a cinnamon in that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? Um, so, as we all know, mince pies, they're kind of dried raisins, sultanas with some kind of cloves, cinnamon, kinds of spices mixed in mm, there. Yeah. It's, there's, no, there's no meat in there. And that's the weirdest thing about mince pies is that when they started out back in like the fucking 1600s or whatever, which is the first kind of recipe that is found of them in a book called The English Housewife. <laughs> H-U-S-W-I-F-E. Yeah. The English Housewife, which was published in 1615, that has the earliest um, 
like full recipe and it contains all the things that we have now like pastry dried fruit spices but also beef oh no yeah and and sometimes venison sometimes lamb and yeah it always contained meat and at some point like it just dropped off like they just stopped because the whole thing was it it was that it was like a sweet and savoury thing it was a bit like the salted caramel of its day it sounds quite feasty doesn't it yeah we'll have venison and sultanas yeah it's it's, it's, it's actually yeah I bet you any money that fat bastard Henry VIII invented them Oh, for sure. Yeah, that seems totally his thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Well, that's what brings me to the next most interesting point, which is um, that they were banned for some time. Yeah. Of course they were. Yes. Um, because as you may know, uh, Oliver Cromwell, famous bastard, cancelled Christmas. <laughs> God, he was such a fun sponge. I always forget that, but that's a thing, isn't it? It's a thing. He cancelled Christmas for like five years, yeah. Oh. This is like ringing a very old school bell in my head. Did yeah. you do that? He was the biggest bastard in all of history. Oh. Irish people absolutely hate well, him. Well, no wonder he created all this mess. Well, he also like wiped out like 400,000 Irish people and he cancelled Christmas. So he's basically the worst person Jesus. ever. Jesus. I mean, yeah. very much not Jesus. <laughs> Anti-Jesus. Anti-Jesus. Jesus opposite. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, after the English Civil War, um, he decided that people were too poor and too ravaged and that everyone had to be very sombre now because this horrible war had happened. That he'd done. <laughs> yeah, then he had a hand in, however, and he was like, "No, um, we have to put away all of our old decadent ways. We ha- we can't do any of this like you know pagan sort of ritual of eating this decadent food. Right. No, no celebrations, no nothing, no mince pies. Because the thing is, the reason that mince pies." are uh, like a Christmas food. And it's, it's the exact same reason that Christmas pudding is a Christmas food. Like all the kind of cloves and spices and stuff is because that was the only time of year that you typically spend money on your food. And oh. spices and that kind of thing, they're expensive. Oh, like okay. th- During that time. Yeah. So it was like, oh, we're really like, we're really celebrating we've got cloves. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So while- I bet he wasn't sat there with a bloody chip butty on Christmas Day. I bet he had a turkey. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think it was like still technically like most places you still had the day off and it was still a bank holiday like but um, there was no like no feasting no no abundance no glitter do you know what I mean he was yeah. like no it's for silent observation of Christ oh. fuck off agreed um, like I, we have to do the English Civil War at some point because it's so mad because basically they had the Civil War they got rid of the monarchy they got Cromwell in he cancelled Christmas and they were like bad and then they got back the monarchy like, I know next oh, yeah. to nothing about the English Civil War. I know very we never little. about it in school. We did. But I think it's because I mean, it's an very, a very embarrassing chapter of your history. Then we should learn about I don't it. Think then. We ha- don't, I don't think we have any chapters that aren't embarrassing in some way. But I don't think... Um, here's the thing. I have a theory about the English education system, how it really, like sets you up to really believe in England because when you're in early life we're all about the Romans and oh, stuff. Oh, it massively yeah, does. Yeah. All like pro, it's so pro-Empire and then it's like, oh, World War II, weren't we fantastic? Yeah. Um, and I think they don't want to remind you that you can get rid of the monarchy like because you did before <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. could again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that they were banned for a while. So that's that's uh, that's mince pies there. Great. Shall we have a cracker before we move on? Yeah, let's have a fucking cracker, mate. What are you willing to bet? It's going to be a uh, pre-made jigsaw. Oh, I'll bet a hundred pounds. Yeah. Oh. 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 I've won. Win again. I've won every single one. I must have very strong forearms. <laughs> it's a pre-made jigsaw. <laughs> Yay! Hundred pounds, please. Of um of a house, a vi- a village. I've got a green hat. New joke. Oh, mine. Oh, mine's still on. It is. Yeah, it's the Santa Claus joke. <laughs> <laughs> There's However, a little thing beneath it as well. Yeah, there is another thing. Um, 
which is a quote about Christmas, saying, Christmas, dot, 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 is not an external event at all, but a piece of one's home that one carries in one's heart. And that's Freya Stark. Who is that? Is that from... No, I don't Friends. know. I mean, yeah, I was like, is she a lesser? It's probably just like a Poundland employee. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Freya, you're really good at these. Yeah. <laughs> She's like doing what? a whiteboard outside the coffee shop. Like, oh, yeah. I yeah. this every day. And, like, it's her one sign of creativity that she gets in the Poundland job. And yeah. She's like, this is my one thing. Oh, this is Freya, thing. come join us. And then they we'll get the intern in. to do it one year and she's like, my one thing. No! God, it's like a devastating short story. Um, so I'm going to quickly blast through the other Christmas snacks and all the deliciousness. Um, Christmas pudding. Rank. It's completely rank. No, love and it. Don't you make it like 10 years before you have to yeah. eat one thing? Yeah. No, like a few months, I think. A few months. Yeah, apparently you make it um, uh, the Sunday after the Trinity. Ah, yeah, the Trinity. Sunday. Oh, okay. sorry. Sometimes right. I, I forget that you were born in the distant past. <laughs> Sometimes I forget you are a distant relative of Shakespeare. Of course. <laughs> yeah, apparently the custom in medieval England was that the pudding should be made the 25th Sunday after Trinity and it be prepared with 13 ingredients to represent Christ and the 12 apostles and that every family member stir it in turn from east to west to honour the Magi and their journey in that direction. Wow. In this case, the Magi refers to the three kings. What on earth? Fucking, I don't know, man. Do they think they have to do that at Sainsbury's? To be <laughs> like, this is a real Christmas All pudding. All the employees stirring from east to west, <laughs> representing the 13th like, and the Last Supper. I was like, can I off and see my family? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing Nigella's Christmas special this year where she's like, I just snuck down in the middle of the night. It's June. It's really hot. <laughs> but I've just remembered, I've got to make my Christmas pudding. Ooh. <laughs> That is actually flawless. You have to take that on the road. That's brilliant. I admire you greatly. Thank you. Moving swiftly on, Yule Logs. The fuck is that? Chocolate roll. Chocolate roll that um, has some kind of, it kind of looks a bit loggy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, loggy chocolate. I like the ones where they uh, decorate the chocolate so it does actually look like a real log. Yeah, you can like really these. tell when they put like a lot of effort into it and there's kind of, they've got like branches and leaves and yeah. stuff yeah. around it. That's quite nice. Yeah. The Cadbury's when you get in the shop though is just, it's just a Swiss roll. Yeah. Yeah. Fully. For true. Um, but that came from, because the, um, the there was an old Celtic pagan tradition that you would um, uh, select a log for the winter time and then it, it would have to like last for twelve days over. Oh yeah, I've heard of this. Big yeah. fat log. Yeah, yeah. big fat log. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So the, the the wood was kind of seen as being like quite sacred, and it was to ward off like misfortunes and house fires and fairies or something. So, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. House elves. And then in the nineteenth century, Parisian bakers decided to make it into a cake for no reason other than that they're fucking French and they'll do what they like. Oh God, Turn French patisseries. Into- have a free reign in my heart. Absolutely. They can do what they want. <laughs> yeah. They've got a cake that looks like a lady's bosom. Do they? It's delicious. Mm. Mm. God, God, I love the French. Uh, next one, candy canes. What do you think they're about? Is that just Brighton Rock that sat by the radiator for too long? And <laughs> <laughs> <Candid> <laughs> around. around. Is it for tiny disabled fairies? Is cheese as <laughs> oh, a walking that's stick? that's so cute! No, it's even more vague than that. Oh. Um, so it was created 250 years ago in Germany and um, they're shaped like kind of a J. Yeah. Um, because they're supposed to represent the shepherd's hooks for the shepherds oh. that were at the manger. Oh, I like that. It's quite sweet, isn't it? Yeah. Because they but, don't get much of a look in, really. A bit boring, they aren't they? They don't, mm. yeah. They've got lambs. Yeah. They've got lambs for company. 
Um, mulled wine, I think, is actually quite a fun one because um, mulled wine started with like the Romans and stuff. They were mad into putting spices into wine and that kind of thing and mm. heating it up. Lovely. Um, but then the kind of tradition sort of died out. It was like, it was around for a few hundred years. Everyone loved it. And then for whatever reason, it stopped being popular. Right. But the Scandies were doing it. They had um, they were. They had a uh, glug or whatever the fuck it was glue called. Vine. Oh, glue, glue vine. vine. Glue vine or glug. Cool. Don't, don't. Glue. So essentially, in the... Like in the 1800s, um, like everyone in Europe went through Scandi fever and was like, oh, we have to drink what Scandi's oh, are drinking. So they were like, it's Huga. I just want some bread for little Tim. <laughs> no, this is Huga. No, my, my Danish friend is a designer and uh, <laughs> he drinks this all the time. He yes. loves it. Um, so I, when I was at work earlier on and I was asking around if anybody had like a really weird snack or a weird Christmas thing mm. they loved eating and uh, my co-worker Liz said devils on horseback oh that's prunes and bacon isn't it what I'd never heard of this I only know that because my good friend Joanne Gould hello Joe, is a food writer and she once won us £100 on a pub quiz because the tie break was what is the common name for prunes wrapped in bacon and she shouted devils on horseback and we won 100 quid oh wow. my god so it's sort of stuck in my mind now did you know that there's also um a angels on horseback no which is this is the grossest thing i've ever heard bacon wrapped around oysters ew ming oh i can see that working what but do you grill the oyster no i guess you cook the, cook the bacon separately and wrap Oh, oh God, like, do you grill the oyster? Can you grill like oyster? Salty it's not oyster. wrapped in fat, isn't it? Yeah. That's Christmas snacks, guys. Oh. Should we do a cracker? Yeah. 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 Should we? Oh. oh! I keep winning! Why are you such a... You can get take this one because I'm tired of... Strong-wristed mare. <laughs> I'm tired of opening jigsaws. It's a jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same jigsaw That's as Caroline's village that was banned by Cromwell if you want to see a picture of these jigsaws we'll put one up on Instagram <gasps> we'll do a collage oh new joke, new joke. Oh. oh what do snowmen eat for lunch what icebergers ah hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
Okay, so like all of the other best scores in the Ofsted League table at Christmas, this week we're going to take the classic nativity play and do a bizarre update because we have too many kids for the amount of people in the cast and we cannot just have 30 sheep. Uh, So, okay, who's going to be Mary? I don't want to sound too self-serving, but I think I should be Mary because um, I'm the most academically accomplished child. I get picked first for things. I remember lots of lines. Uh, I should be Mary. Yes, but I am the closest thing to a virgin this podcast has. This is very true. I think Alex should be Virgin Mary. Uh, Caroline, what you could, you know, what do you want to be? All right, if I can't be Mary, I want to be at least be an angel because they've got those lovely flammable angel wings. Got the tinsel on the head. I want a nice glam angel. Angel, please. Uh, we're in a recording studio and we don't want to have flammable items in here. So, what about my burning loins? Oh, sorry, I'm Mary now. <laughs> no, you're Mary. Virginal. Uh, I think Caroline. Actually, you can be Joseph. I don't want to be. Fucking all right, I'll be Joseph. Yeah, you'll be. Uh, I'm in charge here. You'll be Joseph. All right. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm Mary's cock. <laughs> I've never seen your cock, Joseph. Why is Mary Irish? I don't know. I should have been Mary. At least I'm Catholic. Tough tits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and someone has to run this joint. So just like in year five, I will be the narrator. Mm. Uh, which I actually was in one of the school plays. Um, and also one year I was a shoe. I was a slipper. Why? Why? I can't remember. Oh. We were all shoes. I was a slipper. What? That doesn't fit into nativity. No, I know. See, this is the thing. Um, I was always confused when I saw Love Actually and I saw the octopus thing in, in all that because um, uh, we've got quite classic nativity plays in Ireland. Like, there's all biblical characters. So I... Oh, same when we were growing up. I think yeah. it's a very new thing. Oh, is it new? Yeah, I thought reckon. you've always had octopuses and shoes no. and shit. No, I think for, for us it was just because there were too many kids for the amount of people in a nativity play. So the year threes would do the nativity play and then the years four, five and six would all kind of have another play around the nativity play oh i see which is where the slipper came into it all right yes mary's missing slipper yeah i think octopi have become a thing though because um my friend sash had to take time away from revising the other day to make an octopus costume for his niece oh (laughs) really yeah Yeah. oh octopus is trendy now in nativity plays yeah i think yeah facilitating an awkward sexual moment between Theresa may and her assistant yeah (laughs) 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 oh my god imagine it reimagined now yeah when I was in my nativity play, uh, I was just a mute Israelite. I had a towel on my head, like a tea towel. Yeah. Hairband, yeah. classic. Standard. Um, but uh, we did do a staging of Matilda in my primary school and I got to be Bruce Bogtrotter. Oh, that's, that's amazing. amazing. Did Insulting. you get to eat the cake? I did, yeah. They got me like um, a Cadbury's Swiss roll and I got to eat loads of it on stage. Oh, so that's great. nice. Great. Yeah. Uh, so Alex and Caroline were engaged to be married, as we all know, and one day a beautiful Dream. angel came along. Um, and because we're casting the play ourselves, I think you'll agree it makes sense for this angel to be like Beyonce or someone amazing like that. My angel this year has been Brian Blessed, and he has Blessed in his name. This is true. <laughs> I would have suggested Gwyneth Paltrow because uh, she's been smiling over at this podcast with her big luminous white face since the beginning of this podcast. Okay, so Gwyneth then came and told... Alex, that she was going to have a baby. Uh, and at this point, if we had picked Beyonce, she would have orchestrated some kind of incredible pregnancy photo shoot. Yeah, but also, like, in real life, it's usually a doctor that's telling me I shouldn't have a baby. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah, welcome surprise, a celebrity telling you that you should. Yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. And then she'll do a photo shoot, like, underwater or something. Yeah, yeah good. That'd Absolutely. Be great. Uh, but as we've cast Gwyneth instead, she'll just do a smug tweet about the baby uncoupling from Mary's steamed vagina instead. Mm. Uh, and knowing about it before everyone else. Yeah, okay. and, char- and charging way too much money for the placenta. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, turning into pills. Yeah, fucking hell. Anyway, so Gwyneth told Alex that the baby's going to be the son of God and you can call him Jesus. Okay. You have cool, to call thanks. him Jesus. I was going to say, why do I get any... Well, she called her kid Moses, didn't she? So. Yes, she did, yeah. She likes the theme. And Apple, also very Old Testament. <gasps> oh, yeah. Fucking hell. And she's ma- she was married to the guy from Coldplay and they are the seventh circle of hell. Maybe she truly is a biblical angel. Maybe she is. Maybe she is. Mm. She's the right choice for this, yeah. 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 So Mary and Joseph had to go to Bethlehem to pay a tax or something, uh, which seems very good of them. But obviously the three of us are multimillionaire tax dodgers and we can't relate to that. So I think in our version it should be they need to go and eat at an overpriced brunch spot and take some Instagram stories of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, people flock there quite a lot, don't they? Oh, so. and, well, and they can't get into the brunch spot. Yeah, there's right. no room at the brunch spot. There's, there's no, no room, room, yeah. It's like, you can wait for an hour, but it could be longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, you can't wear trainers here. Mm. How many are you? Oh, no. Mm. Well, we're about to be three. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Also, it's small plates, so like you don't quite eat enough, so you have to buy two, and then it costs you more than just one meal. Have you guys eaten at Nazareth before? (laughs) We do things different. I give you a menu and you order from it. (laughs) So then Mary rode a little donkey on a dusty road all the way to Bethlehem. And it's at this point that one of the parents in the audience must burst into uncontrollable tears. Uh, And so I called my parents to see if they would do the honours. Do you want to hear what my mum said? Yes. Yes. Did you ever cry at me in the nativity play? No. Why not? I don't think so. I can't remember what you were. Oh, you were a you were a uh, an angel, weren't you? Yeah, because I, I made a, all the angel costumes. I was a shoe one year. A shoe? Yeah. Why did you to be a shoe? I don't remember that one at all. Yeah. I, pres- I presume I must have gone. You no, they're sweet, people. but they're very funny, and usually some chances had to be rushed off to the middle of the sort of extremely exciting part, part or okay. thrown up on the stage or something like that. Yes, as my mum said, someone needs to need a wee or throw up on the stage. So can one of you volunteer for that, please? Oh, I've already pissed myself some minutes ago, but I thought it'd be rude to say. Oh, fine. Okay, sorted. Great. And so when they got to Bethlehem, they needed a place to stay. And they tried a couple of different places, but there was no room at the inn. Uh, which actually gives us a chance to briefly showcase two or three kids who can easily say one line. Um, and I think it would be a nice opportunity for us to allow some of the guests we've had on this year to participate. Hi, deliciously, Stella. Do you have any space for us at the inn? There is no room at the inn. Hi, Jen County. Do you have any space for us at the inn? There is no room at the inn. Maybe one could be an octopus instead. Yeah, the others can just be octopuses instead. Uh, maybe a squid. Okay. That'd be fine. Blue Planet's really inspired the nativity, hasn't it? Yeah. So they found a stable and Mary gave birth to a baby boy and put him in a manger full of hay. Uh, which I've made a note at this point. I need to ask, is hay just grass? I think hay is the new kale. <laughs> is hay... Yeah. Yeah. Dry grass? Yeah, hay's dry grass. Yeah. Fine. Next, a change of scene. Let's rustle the stable off stage and shine the one spotlight on a hill. And some shepherds. Can you do some sheep noises, guys? <laughs> and a beautiful angel that appears. Oh, I sound like Enya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know if is this the same angel that appeared to Mary and Joseph or is it a new one um, oh new angel new angel, new angel. Yeah. no we can't afford Gwyneth twice I think we have to have Beyonce now yeah if we okay. can't afford Gwyneth twice we definitely can't afford Beyonce I think we should have Beyonce for this one definitely because you know queen etc this sure. is true okay uh, who are the shepherds going to be 
Ooh, um, I think the shepherds should be... We're kind of getting to the dregs of the characters in our podcast. I think they should be the nice men of the year. So... Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Uh Uh-huh. Graham Norton. Graham Norton has not been on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. nice, though. Yeah, he's a lovely man. Thomas Edison? Yeah. Elon Musk, Thomas Edison, I think Baz Luhrmann would gift very well. Oh, yeah. He loved to be involved. Yeah. All get that pageantry. Yeah. Pop him Lovely. in. Oh, right. perfect. Okay. Sorry, Graham. So Elon, Baz and Thomas go to Bethlehem and they say well done to Mary and Joseph for having their baby Jesus. Uh, and then next for the penultimate scene, we need three wise men, but I think we should have three smart women instead, really, mm-hmm. in keeping with the theme of this mm. podcast. Uh, so Cheryl Sandberg? I was going to say, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we haven't talked about her in ages, have we? She's a smart woman. Who else is smart? Um, Malala. Oh, yeah, ah, Malala. Of course, Malala. Jess Phillips. She'd get the job done. All right, yeah, Jess Phillips. Fair. Let's get her in. Yeah. Cool. So Malala, Jess Phillips and Cheryl Sandberg. Of course. Are yeah. riding across the desert together. Yeah, well, they see a um, they see a star and they consult their smart women handbooks and uh, they read that actually the star means that a new ruler has been born. So they follow the star, bringing gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh, which we now know all about. Aww. Thanks to you, Alex. No problem. Uh, and then there's some stuff about Herod wanting to kill Jesus, but this is a school play, so we'll leave that out. Yeah. Uh, and that means that's it. What about the afterbirth? My placenta is still in. Oh, <laughs> Guys? Guys! Shall we sing a song together to end the play and thank the parents who faced a guilt trip when they said they were leaving work early to come? Uh, and then after that, everyone can go and get mince pies and warm white wine at the back of the hall. Great. Great. Lovely, yeah. What do we sing? Away in a manger, no crib for a bed, a little Jesus, and down his sweet head. Right, so we all know that there's too much pressure put on women to have the perfect Christmas. Uh, And obviously, there's a lot of unpaid emotional labour going on. Oh my God, Hannah, I am so glad that you're bringing this up. I know that we're usually a um, comedy podcast, but I saw this documentary where all of our clothes come from. Honestly, the conditions in some of these sweatshops, it's basically slavery. The No, 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 Caroline unpaid emotional labour. Oh, what's that? That's when you have to wrap presents and write Christmas cards, even though you'd rather be fingering yourself to Gonzo playing Charles Dickens in a Muppet's Christmas Carol. Oh, right, yes, that's very serious. That's much more pressing. Please do go on. Thank you, Caroline. Uh, That's quite right, Alex. So if you do want to have a smart woman's Christmas, you have to embrace your imperfections, avoid the pressure to be perfect, and take great care to respect Christmas Day in a feminist, responsible, ethical way. Oh, great. Really, really important. So um, I've assembled some tips on um, the smart woman Christmas and how you can have one. Um, I think the uh, we all know that when you have Christmas dinner and even you have people over for Christmas a lot of different people a lot of different age groups yeah. so you want to try and diffuse any inflammatory conversations before they happen by weeding through to real pursuit um, for any mention of Europe okay. um, America 
people who are from different countries. Uh-huh. Um, Jermaine Greer. Um, any Hollywood film that may or may not have been produced by Harvey Weinstein. Um, sausages, uh, bread and cheese. Whew. So all you're left with is uh, unusual rock formations. Yeah. And the Panama Canal. Capitals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, um, you should also remove any carbs from the table and make bread sauce from insulation you found in the wall. Ooh, thrifty. I yeah. like it. Less calories. Yeah. yeah. And tell you what, asbestos really takes your appetite down. Oh, mm. well, that's a great tip. So you don't binge after Christmas. <laughs> uh, you also have to make sure that all of your toys that you've bought for your uh, young relatives have been carefully vetted. If you don't have time to buy gender responsible toys and you're stuck in Toys R Us on Christmas Eve with a Fisher Price truck and a Barbie doll, just um, switch them up, give the truck to your niece and give the Barbie to your nephew so you can pretend that you're at least trying to make a statement. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, fair. Also, green toys solve that. Oh, oh yes. Do you know what I mean? Why has no one thought of that? Yeah. The Hulk is a feminist. Oh my God, the Hulk (laughs) is a feminist. He's gender neutral. Mm, Dream. Uh, The other thing, don't worry about cooking a perfect turkey. Uh, But if you do want to cook perfect turkey, you could use one of the five million perfect turkey recipes online. But like, don't worry, but you could make it perfect. But also, they do exist there for a reason. So Yeah. yeah. Nobody can make turkey nice and juicy. It's the driest meat on earth. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think give up. It's fine. Make a lot of gravy. Oh, I love gravy. Mm. So that's the end of this week's Christmas special. If you'd like to donate gold, frankincense or myrrh to us as a Christmas gift, please do visit ko-fi.com and search School for Dumb Women. Thanks to my mum for my cynical outlook on life, Jingle Bell Harry Harris for our Christmassy noises, Gavin Christmas Day for our logo and So Ho Ho Radio Studios for our recording space. Merry Christmas, Tommy! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! God bless us, everyone. And a best day for dailies. Merry Christmas. And of what? A best day for dailies. I don't know what that means. I just thought it was a funny voice. What is that? It's the Latin. For oh. Latin. <gasps> yeah. That's that very Irish? Irish. I like it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.